We are again, dude. Yep. It's Mischief Castle. Um, In the backyard. My backyard. That's why you hear crickets. Go it's, backyard. It's that, we're not recording this at night. No. Despite what the sounds of the environment might tell you. It's kind of uh, fucked up, ain't it? Yeah. Crickets shouldn't be allowed to do that, honestly. They should be a nighttime creature only. Is that, like, normal? I feel like I don't hear are that. Are they nocturnal? They're not nocturnal, because obviously we're hearing them right now. Yeah, obviously, but, like, I don't hear them during the day in other people's backyards. I think, like, there's, like, some, like, chemical seeping into the ground or something here. You just have, like, yeah. you got DLC on your house? Yeah. Like, the day, you, oh, wait, did you, like, pre-order? Yeah, so we get, like... You get the daytime crickets bonus. Yeah, we get the passive bonus for daytime crickets. Oh, fuck, all right. So it's, like, you close your eyes and you can just imagine. Mm. You know who had passive bonuses? Uh, did you hear about the fucking um, the prisoner escape in, in Pennsylvania last week? Did you hear anything um, about that? See the video of this fucking of guy? What happened? Was okay. the guy that climbed up the wall? Yeah. Yeah. He fucking Spider-Man. He Spider-Man up the fucking wall like he was American Ninja Warrior. By the way, the guy's like 5'4". So I don't know how he found a wall or a gap that small. And then... Um, he made it all the way up to the roof, jumped over the little wire fence, Yeah, jumped off of the roof, and ran into the woods. And I guess because he's that little, he just didn't take fall damage or anything. No. But he was, they, they shut down and locked down the entirety of the county of the prison he escaped from, and the, every surrounding county. Was so like in a, every possible direction, they locked it down. Was he like a violent cr- uh, prisoner? I thought he was just like a bank robber or something. Yeah, he's a murderer. He's oh, killed. Okay, so it's not. If it was like they a let bank a little, robber, they let a little like, Chucky doll running around. Yeah, I'd be more like rooting for him. But now I'm like, all right. no, no, no. He's Did not they get one, him. Uh, yeah, they got him. Oh, okay, fuck. How'd they get? Where'd they get him? Uh, they found him running around people's fucking backyards. Like the same day. Like the next day. Oh. Damn. They found him they found him just booking it across like hopping fences. Technical mishap. <clears throat> what bud, do you got going on, dude? Your bud came out of my ear. I'm just trying to get closer because there's tension here. Or actually. <gasps> yeah, you, you just, have tension. Yeah, okay, sick. Let's find the middle tension. Okay. The middle tension. Nice. Yeah. That was that was uh pretty insane to keep yeah, up we with. Ha- we haven't had a big prison break recently. Do you remember the last one? I remember the last one. Actually, I don't York. know if I don't know if that was us or if that was national. In no. like twenty fourteen. I think that was us. That was in New York. Was that New York? The two guys? I thought it was three guys. I thought it was two. Maybe we were thinking of actually Maybe it two was, different ones. I'm well we, I might be confusing the Boston bombing with the three prisoner escapes because those happened around the same time. The Boston bombings, that was fun. Two dudes. Yeah, just manhunt fucking looking for him. That was a cool thing. Do you remember the one the um the second guy in the Boston bombing during the manhunt when uh, they found him on the boat or whatever? And they just unloaded on unloaded the boat. Unloaded on him and his girlfriend. She was in there too? Yeah, they killed her. Oh my. Did they know she was in there? No. I don't think they knew. No, they just tracked him down through like CCTV and then they're like, fucking get him. I remember seeing the helicopter footage of the infrared and they could see through the tarp that was on the boat. Oh, yeah. So they could see the outline of a person. Yeah, so they just, they smoked it. They didn't even, did they even talk to him? (laughs) No, no, they just executed. His name was like Joker. That's His name was literally, it it was spelled in like an Arabic way, but his name was literally, (laughs) it was like D. Z J K O A R or something. Like Joker Chemayev, I think was his name. It's really funny. Damn. 
A man of the people. (laughs) (laughs) My crimes are not a tragedy, (laughs) but a comedy. Oh, man. We got some wild uh, background elements as well. How are they that loud? I don't know. It's 4 p.m. on a Thursday. I don't, like, what? Before, <laughs> like a minute before we started the show, we just heard this guy from over the fence yelling, Yeah, you like that? <laughs> and then like a little kid responded, Yeah! <laughs> yeah, that was not a good thing to hear over here. And it sounded like an argument at first, but then there's like other family members over there doing whatever. You got a lot, there's a lot of storylines going on in this neighborhood. Yeah, we have so many plots. We have murder, we have sex, we have breakups, we have... <laughs> race crimes we have the fire department and the police department and the mexican cartel they're, they're all, all the here same time yeah it's, uh, it's pretty incredible every day there's a mini episode going on you know the chinese triads in gilderland no <laughs> you hear about that no I my cousin told me this story so anytime my cousin and i we'd see like cops rolling around through gilderland anytime like a cop yeah. was had their lights on and uh get out of the way I, I was making this joke about like oh the chinese must be out in force because that's where all of the Chinese immigrants in upstate New York moved to. They moved to Gilderland, which is just outside Albany, which is where UAlbany is, like the most massive university for Asian imports to go really? to. Yeah. No, I never thought about huge, it. Huge, huge population Asian. Because they got this like new science department, and they're doing esports now. They are? So they pulled a shit ton of Koreans and Chinese. God damn. League um, is wild over there. But, yeah, it yeah. is. Like, they're bringing back LAN parties, like in-person oh, LAN parties. That, honestly, that's sick if you're into... If you're into sports. that, it's yeah. awesome. If you're into, yeah. like, League of Legends fucking hardcore. Or maybe CS. I don't think CS is being played out there. No, it's not. Asians do not like CS. Asians do not like CS. Anyway, I was like, hey, Evan, fucking check it. The Chinese must be out again. And then one day he he's like, dude... So check this out. And he tells me this, the most wild story I've ever heard. So he tells me uh, on on Western, the major road that runs through that town and towards Albany, there was this one day, this guy, this Chinese family living in this house, like on the major roadway too, like on the strode. Like just, you know, yeah. you know that part like across from the Westmere Fire Department or whatever next to Crossgates where there's just like a, some houses Right there, yeah. So there's this there's this Chinese family living in there, and one day, this guy, this other Chinese guy, dressed in all black, comes into their house on either side of the door, and he goes in through the front window, just like he he says like some somebody like opened the window beforehand, and then he just put like a little pebble in there or something so it didn't fully close. And then opened it back up at night, went in, murdered the whole family with a hatchet. Here in Gilderland? Yeah. Oh, fuck. One man, one woman, two kids. Just... Tough. Yep. And then the police didn't do anything about it. They didn't even investigate at all. What the fuck? And, uh, and so, yeah, now I've been on the wave of, like, Triad runs Gilderland. Um, I foreign mafias are like consuming all of the places we live. That'd be so cool if that was actually happening, like hardcore. I like the Chinese triad way more than the cartel. Oh yeah, way more. Um, top top five mafias go. Uh, well, the Russian. Top five. They're number one. The, the number one. Okay. No, who's your number two mafia? The Irish. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. Three. 
I don't I don't know that many. Probably the triads, but doesn't the UK, didn't the UK have a big mob presence? No. I felt like well that was probably in like the seventies. They did have a mob presence that was yeah. heavy. They were like the only people with guns. The police didn't have guns. They only had guns. Uh-huh. I'm overhearing the stories of that. That would probably be my third. The stories I heard from there with their British accents running around with guns being like, oh man. Yeah, mate. I'll be having that now. Yeah, it's fucking... It's like The Gentleman, that movie. Flip your trousers. <laughs> All your contents will be mine now. That that seems aesthetic, just for the aestheticism of it. Mm-hmm. Um, then the uh, Chinese, and then what am I at? Four now? Yeah, so... And then... Um, probably... <laughs> the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> That is a mafia. Yeah, that is a that is a mob. Because I don't like the cartel. They're fucking. They're a bunch of pansies, man. Okay, so here's my 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 choices. Yeah. Number one, yakuza. Okay. We're going yakuza. Number two, Russian. Number three, Italian. Four, Irish. Number five, I'll show some solidarity here. We'll go Taliban again. Okay. We'll yeah, round yeah. it out. You it's know. funny. It's. <laughs> you got to throw your meme pick in there. They're the only ones that own a country now. <laughs> <laughs> so. I guess, yeah. They gotta make it. They own Afghanistan. Oh, wait, hold on. Sleeper pick, honorable number five, the Catholics. Yeah. The Catholics just have a part of Italy. Yeah. They had an empire, technically. They had multiple countries. Yeah. It's kind of a mob. Because mm. they they did it through by force through two crusades. So, And they weren't really a gar- government figure. So. Not at the time, no. Yeah. They had their own. They had their own leadership, yeah. but they were not governmental. Yeah, and they still do. They got the poop. It's funny. Well, the Taliban kind of left the mob status or the mafia status because mm-hmm. now they're now they're government. Now they're governmentizing. A little oh bit yeah, so they don't count anymore. Yeah, no, number anymore. number five Catholics. Yeah, yeah. number five got to be Catholics. For me, it would be the cartel because mm. that's still silly. I'd rather keep. Come on, throw the yakuza in there above the Catholics. Okay, the or the above the car, cartel. Okay, yeah, six cartel, I guess. I hate the cartel. The cartels make me want to nuke places. Yeah, the cartels are awful. Because they're trying to escape a life that's terrifying. Oh, yeah, to, no, yeah, uh, of course. And then they're not really coming here because they like the culture of America. They're like, it's right here. We just got to go north. <laughs> that's all. Because going south, it just keeps getting worse. Yeah. Yeah. South I'm pretty of Mexico, we don't even hear about that much. Honduras and all that yeah. bullshit. Central America. Central, Central America is so bad that they like we don't even know what it's part of. It's it's actually So con- you know how you see like maps of continents? Yeah. So you got Asia. Everybody knows Asia's got that weird shape, but everybody knows where Asia is and what what's yeah. in it. And then you got Australia. Sometimes people throw a couple Australia little islands in there. Yeah. Africa, classic. Classic shit. Classic. One of them original <laughs> continents. European or Europe, top five continent shapes all time. Yeah. And then the and then get you get to an issue. Oh, sorry, Antarctica. You got to include Antarctica. Um, underrated, but it's it's there. It's all up there. my favorite people live there. Yeah. All six of them. Yep. Yeah. Wow, I feel so honored, man. Thank you. And then we get to a problem because North America is technically just three countries. Yeah, it it's Canada, the United States, America, and Mexico. Yeah, I like how and America those, named those, two continents. Yeah, those three countries make up the continental map of the United yeah. States. 
and then we get to and then we get to yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's very true they do do that but then we get to south america and when you when you see a continental map of south america it makes sense but something is usually missing in the northwest corner and it's a pretty important something because it's the four countries that connect North and South America. Oh my god. I don't know the layout of that area. Of Central America? Not at all. Honduras, Panama. Um I could place Panama maybe because I know where the canal is. The canal is, is yeah. yeah. Yeah, Honduras, Panama. Yeah, I'm bl- yeah, I lost it already. It's, it's, I don't even know. I'm I, I think it's four countries. That's as much as I know. I do, oh my god. But it's never on the map. Like, it's that bad. It's never on the map? What do you mean? Like, I'm, I'm saying, like, if you took... If you Google, like, like a sketch outline yeah. of, like, officially drawn maps of each continent. That's that whole bit I just did. Is yeah. You would see the shape of each continent, and it would contain yeah, yeah, yeah. each country within it. But then you get to North means, America. Yeah. You get to North America and South of Mexico. It does not contain the Central American countries. No. But then you look up the same thing for South America and in its northwest okay, it yeah, does yeah. not contain the Central American countries. But Central America is not its own recognized continent. No, it's not. It's just four countries, I think, that have barely any government. It's a wild place. Last I heard like half of it is like owned by China, half is owned by America. It's so- like something ec- like that. Their economies are like tied weirdly. South America, China has involvement in it. It's like weird politics down there. I just I heard Brazil doesn't have money anymore. Like, Brazil is like they just, like they were switching to Chinese currency, but yeah. then China said no. But then Brazil already got rid of all their money. Well, so now they just have no like it, not even like they don't have a budget for anything. They literally just have no money. They're trying to get rid of the U.S. dollar and all of the global trade mm-hmm. because more, it, hey, more bucks for me, baby. Uh, well, <laughs> less bucks for America, I guess. Um, economy crash. Here we go. Because right now, whenever they trade oil or gas or fucking minerals or anything, it's traded with a dollar amount. Mm-hmm. If Russia's trading with China, they speak in dollars, which is buck wild, by the yep. way. That's insane yep. that America pulled that one off. <laughs> We're, like, between two close countries, America's involved somehow. <laughs> like, okay, I kind of get the resentment from that angle. So they're trying to conv- come up with their own united uh, dollar amount. Mm-hmm. I forgot what they're going to call it. It's like the fucking... Oil dollar. <laughs> the oil dollar. I don't know what the fuck. It has, like, some catchy name. It should be, like, a Latin name. Like, how all animal, like, species and genus are, like, referred to internationally by its Latin name, no matter what your language of origin is, so you can know which one you're talking about. The new money should be, like... Or Esperanto. This would be the perfect chance to use Esperanto. You know about Esperanto? No. Esperanto is, um... I forgot who made it or when, but it's this language that's supposed to be, like... It's basically a, f- a fictional, like, elven language that is equidistant from all root languages and studies off of um, the easiest ones to learn how to build a language uh, with a simple uh, conventional structure of how to, like, build sentences and stuff. So it would be equally easy for any person of any uh, language of origin to learn moving forward. So it's, it was supposed to be, uh, I think it was labeled like the universal second language, and then it just never took off because it was for gay nerds at the time. I wonder if it was just like like a philosophical, or like, or like a theoretical language. Yeah. Like, what would happen? 
thousands of years from now when all the languages merged. They were trying to make common. Yeah. Is what it was. Uh, which fucking might happen. This now might be the time. Uh, right now, I mean, fucking, uh, not in our lifetimes. We will not see it. No, no. I think with enough travel, with enough people mixing, uh, America's going to be like Europe, where there's like, everyone knows three languages minimum. Mm. Um, and then after a while, it's just going to merge a lot of things. People are going to be using slang from multiple languages combining, <laughs> and it's just going to slowly merge that way. We could say hello in three different ways, and then people will be like, oh no, it's all the same thing at this point. Yeah. That's going to be interesting, because pe- I heard people mix Ukrainian, Russian, and Polish in the same sentence when I lived out in Europe. <laughs> that was kind of crazy. That that stuff already is happening out there. Hmm. Um, that'd be, that's really interesting to think about, but not in our lifetimes, hundreds of years from now. Um, It'd be strange to think, like, people think, when they talk about time travel, they're like, oh, you time travel back far enough, you won't recognize English. True. But when they, people talk about time traveling forward, they never consider the same thing, about how language will change and develop. Because, like, if George Washington time traveled to now... We would not understand him at all. We would like the word. The words would be fine, but his like phrasing of describe things. Yeah, That'd and the a... the meaning of each individual word is like more, um, closer to like a dictionary, but a dictionary from the time because culturally we'll have changed the meaning of words and updated dictionaries throughout history. He'd be using his short, uh, like words for things like yeah. his slang at the time. Plus the way people spoke. That'd be interesting to see. I want to hear a person from that time talk. Mm-hmm. That would be interesting because there's not any recordings from back then. Time travel would be very useful for the purposes of historical record. Record or just my own fun. <laughs> that'd be so much. That's the, that, that's the only other way you can go at it, I think. If you were to go like just to visit and look, you me, wouldn't get attacked or anything. Me just, go look. Okay. Yeah. Anytime. Anytime. Any place, any in time, Ooh. human record. We're not talking about like the Big Bang or anything. Yeah. Um, where would you go if that could happen? Like you can't get sick or anything. You can't get stabbed. You could just walk around and no one will know you're there. You could walk through walls if you want. I, I, I'm i going to 32 BC. I want to see the life and times of Jesus Christ. That'd be interesting. Not for the religious connotation of it. Because if I'm going to be there and it's real, I'll see it anyway. But because like Jesus is the most... Um, historically documented person on the planet but he's also the of the highest subjugation of people being like no that didn't happen that didn't happen i would like to see it exactly as it plays out or the fall of rome the fall of rome the fall of rome would be be super sick i I honestly just want to see rome at its peak as well to walk down the streets of rome yeah yep that'd That'd be be like what the fuck is? i'd like to go back to the first day of rome and first see days of Rome. The first, no, the first singular day of Rome. Okay. And see if they finish building it in the one day. That's 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 my historical contribution. I want to wipe that phrase out of existence because if they did build Rome in a day, then it's like, fuck you, dude. <laughs> that'd be yeah, that'd be insane. I want to check the Library of Alexandria before it burns. No, that would be fascinating. Maybe I wouldn't even be able to read anything, but just to see it, just to see a historical collection, what a library meant back then in real time as like the most important one. The most renowned one. The most renowned one ever. That would be so fucking fascinating. Uh, I hate how it burnt down. I fucking hate how annoying that whole story was. 
where it was just an accident. Yeah, I hate that. That's annoying. Where they just shot at some ships and then burnt down the most important, important library, library. <laughs> known to man. <laughs> that had like yeah, no one had any penalty for it either. No, they had like records of old fucking science and construction and language and histories of old societies. I'm pretty sure that contained all of uh, Rome had. Like, we just figured out how to uh, rebuild, like, the sort of concrete the Romans used when they were constructing their, like, streets and stuff that have lasted to this day and do not need to be repaired. I think that library... We just figured that out. That's insane, first of all. Second of all, the, that whole event would have probably been... would have amounted to... If we lost the internet, all of it, all at once. That's our library of Alexandria, I think. If, like, the internet just vanished, the If, the like, storage, the security guards at the internet building just all the were in- shooting at some dudes trying to break in, and they accidentally shot down the internet. Like, yeah, that, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were aiming for, I don't know, they just shot the internet. <laughs> they accidentally nuked the internet. I think there's I, six major sites where all the servers are held. Yeah. So... There could be a concerted effort to just bomb those spots. We just lose everything. Like doctors rely on the internet, even if they have their fucking doctorates in surgery, mm. they still Google shit all That's the time. It's a perfect tool. It is. Per- you have the knowledge of all of us combined. Yeah. In one place, with Google Trans, we have the Rosetta Stone built in, like for everything. Yeah. Oh, uh, you're right. That'd be us. For them. What if we could yeah. have a new version of the internet with an alchemist stone built in? What? I don't know. <laughs> if, if you don't know what or uh, a philosopher's stone, sorry, like Harry Potter, yeah, it's like a, al- a perfect alchemist's tool. It changes anything to anything. That'd be amazing. I don't. I did like. I was hoping you knew what that was, so no. that we could go on. I guess not. No, no. All no, right. No, if I, I could time travel thing. anytime, anywhere, I'd probably put together like a like a bucket list of historical battles I want to see as a spectator. Uh, number one, checking out um, the invasion of Troy. The Trojan horse. The Trojan horse would be hilarious. Trojan horse in real time on top of the city gate wall. I'd love to just yeah, and just watch that whole thing happen. I wonder how it oh looked my god, for real though. Like I wonder how it looked. It had to be like a hundred and something feet tall to contain that many dudes to storm a city. I think it's it's probably a little less impressive. No, it's probably. just wide. I think yeah. it was a wide thing. Yeah, it wasn't tall. It's the fattest horse of all time. It's probably as tall. as Probably closer to like an as tall ele- as a house. Yeah, probably story house. Probably closer to like an elephant, maybe. Yeah, it was probably like elephant shaped with some decorations. That's number one. Um, I'd probably go look for some famous samurai battle. Somewhere, some famous samurai skirmish. Uh, the the Battle of 300, the 300 uh, uh, Spartans. want to see that in real time. Um, Gettysburg, Civil War in America. And then, um, fuck, what am I thinking of? The, the crossing of the Rubicon. I'm a, <laughs> I'm still on the Roman Empire. Yeah. I, I, if you gave me more time, I'd probably I'd probably think of a lot more. That would, that's what I would do at with, with a time machine, just like looking at stuff. If I could go anywhere, anytime, but can't interact, I'd look at I'd solve conspiracies. That's what I'd do. Probably Ooh, Jack like, the Ripper, Jack the Ripper, um, UFO encounters. Like what actually happened? Like some of the ones where it's like insane stories. I'm like, okay, where it's like thirty people saw this all at once. Mm. What happened? Bigfoot, um, Bigfoot, 
Not as much. I don't. I think that was all just crazy lonely men in the woods. Guy in a suit. Yeah. Um. JFK. I'd follow that guy into the fucking window and see if he was the guy that shot, or if there's any other shooters. Just well, there's, three, there's three shooters. Well, we know that now. Well, they this, they declassified those documents. The government still claims it's one shooter. Yeah. The official, the, if you look up the official fucking that's dot the government, gun, dude. They're like, no, it's one shooter. Yeah. He shot twice. No, no, no. He didn't shoot twice, according to them. He shot, he shot once. once. There's two bullets. Yeah. I don't understand. But JFK got hit and then yeah. died from a second bullet. I'd love to see that, because there's uh, the Secret Service agent that went uh, public and talked about it. You could see him on the video mm-hmm. running towards the car, and it's like, why would he be running unless he heard the first shot? Yep. And he said he heard the first shot, the president got hit in the throat, and then he's sprinting, then the next one ricochets. Would you solve modern mysteries, like the Vegas shooting? Uh, the Vegas shooting is really interesting. Do you know anything about that? I I feel like I know everything about it. What do you mean? Uh, I was there. <laughs> <laughs> it was you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but seriously, do you know anything about like the Vegas shooting conspiracy? I don't know about the conspiracy. I know about the events. So, um, the... The... Can, the Stories that the one guy wheeled a cart of a bunch of guns and then took the window out and started shooting at a crowd it was a cart concert. And he took like a whole day to carry multiple bags. Yeah. Because um, that was on a, a CCTV. You could watch him walk in, walk out, get another big bag, walk in again. Mm. He brought all those guns and only used one. <laughs> what a well, the, cons- the conspiracy is that. Um, in the the pictures of the room, yeah, the shell casings on the ground, you can see there's about like twenty, yeah. twenty shell casings, and none of the other weapons he brought up were used except for the one gun. But the reports on the floor is that there's multiple shots being sent out from multiple different angles of the same, like both ends of the same hotel, and then one from a different angle. Like an opposite angle, because people people on the ground re- saw one shot turn the other way, still see muzzle flash, and then obviously people start running in every possible direction and trample each so other. So it sounded multiple like multiple angles shooting down at them. Multiple angles shooting down, um, and then also how do you remove the fucking the bulletproof glass at the at the thirty fifth floor or whatever of the Mandalay Bay? or whatever uh, hotel he was in, how do you get that many guns and that much ammo into a gun-free zone uh, that high over over the amount of time? Like, if you do it once, perfectly believable. I, you, I figured out a way to sneak this huge gun in, like, a guitar case or whatever because I didn't fly. I, like, brought it on the ground. And then I got it up to the room and fucking worked for hours to get the window off. And then once the concert started, I laid out all my casings for my one machine gun and then got got killed. That would be super believable. No, this guy brought <laughs> so many weapons and so much ammo up to this one room, quote unquote, this one room. But like, how would you check for that? How would you check if he's bringing in guns? Because they're all probably disassembled. He had to build them in his room. All of them? Probably. All of them. He probably just took like the fucking barrel off the stock at least and mm. kept the receiver and the, everything else important that was finicky together. And then... Uh, Oh, the other the other big thing is that the rate of fire of the gun that he used did not match 
what was it? They're trying to ban like the AR-15 with the bump stock at the, the time. The bump stock, yeah. The rate of fire from his gun did not match that of an AR-15 with a bump stock. So I, I don't. People think are like, he used uh, a bump stock. I don't think he did either. No. But people were immediately like, oh, it seems kind of weird that they're trying to like push for this particular type of like civilian weaponry to be banned, and then all of a sudden there's like a mass shooting that has this exact type of thing that they're trying to ban, quote unquote, even though it doesn't match at all. Now, but the tragedy is so bad, people will just hear the headline and be like, obviously he used that. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I think for whatever. Yeah, cause I think the first like theories were like he's using a bump stock. I don't know where that came from. I don't think he was. I got to look it up. Maybe that was he, a media headline. That yeah. was the whole thing. For whatever reason, that was a thing, and people got upset. And a bump stock is really cool, sure, but it's the least. You're not gonna be accurate with it whatsoever. No, of course not. Why would you? Um, I mean, I don't know if he. It mattered for him because he's shooting down into a crowd. Um, no, it doesn't matter for him. No. Um, the thing with the uh, Foliato, almost impossible to buy. It is impossible to buy where he lived. Yeah. Um, but he has a ton of guns. He's a gun nerd, most likely. And then, oh, the other thing, his his brother. Remember the thing with his brother? That looked like him? Or no, there was a guy that looked like him or something in the news. So his brother comes out like uh, two days after this thing happens. Because they, they named him immediately. They're like, oh yeah, it was him. We went up, we killed him. We fucking, uh, we did an autopsy and it's this guy. Confirmed the body without his family. Before you, before you say, I, the only reason why my brain jammed up is I remember the first photo of him wasn't him. They just put up an old yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had to apologize. It was like, it was like the quote, I wish it was Sam Hyde. <laughs> and they showed a picture of Sam Hyde. Was the Sam Hyde joke happening by the time? No, that was a, yeah, it was, shooting? yeah. Because right. uh, I think like fucking as early as Sandy Hook, his face was up. Oh Jesus! Yeah, he was around. Um, anyway, his brother, his brother comes out like two days later. He's like, "Yeah, my brother would not do this. My brother did not have the means to do this, and he didn't have a motivation." To this day, the guy still doesn't have any motivation or any no, no. inclination of why why he would do that. If the true story is to nope, be nope. believed, past crime, nothing. And then uh, the the brother's like, I'm going to go to like my family accounts and all the last things he said to us, any recorded conversations or letters, correspondences, text messages. And I'm going like, to fight this because like, our family is going to be slandered and, and housed forever from this. And then immediately, I'm talking like before the next day rolls around, FBI's like, yup. He's got 30 terabytes of child porn on a Windows 98 computer that cannot hold that much information. Send him to prison forever, and then he died in prison. Yeah. What? His brother. I, oh, did he? I, he's, in, he's either in prison or he got killed in prison. Um, his brother. His brother, yeah. I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Okay. For a second, I thought you were talking about the shooter. I was like... I don't no, 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 no. The brother. Now. The brother. Okay. No, the they tried to get the brother on that shit. That's bizarre. And then they locked him up. So that they could ha- they could uh, halt his like, like his going against the investigation. I'd love to see conversations with like if he had a video of him speaking. Because, yeah, uh, I don't think we've seen leaked. I don't think no. Uh, so we don't really know his person uh, personality. By the way, pointing way back, this is turning into like a pretty serious podcast. <laughs> uh, to the multiple angles, it's show. comedy, guys. It's a comedy show. Like if you've been to a city like New York City, for example, and there's sirens. 
oftentimes you're gonna be looking down there down the street and you're, gonna be, you're convinced they're coming from that direction no they're coming around the corner to your left yeah and it's like then as, as they get closer they sound like they're over there then over there then over there until they're right in front of you just the density so like, just the density of material in a in a metropolitan like that it, makes the sound seem like it's coming from they're everywhere echoing off of the tops of buildings depending on the shapes and like all around you so it's like at some point, it's like, fuck it, I could not. And especially, um, like, Mason's been, like, hunting, and he told me that how his dad, like, shot a rifle when he was kind of far away. And he thought his dad was all the way over there, but it just echoed off the mountain weird. Mm. So he heard it from there, but his dad was actually that way. And, like, those types of things do happen. So the multiple shooter thing, I don't think this is JFK. JFK was no. definitely multiple shooter. Um, that I'm, I'm willing to throw, like, each individual piece of the the conspiracy for stuff like this or for anything for that matter like out the window if it's very easily disprovable because i'm not i'm not going to buy into the fact that it's like they're obviously lying to us because it's so much any individual piece of this could be wrong conspiracies become believable when it's like and this and this and this and this and, and all seems wrong when it gets and told, you don't have answers for any of it when it gets told without being stopped at each point it's way more believable yeah of course um if you listen to like a three hour long documentary of like, this is in this and this, doesn't this seem weird because of this? And it's like, oh, ooh, but wait a minute. Wait, all these points combined, if you just analyze all of them individually, none of them make sense. Yeah, no. Um, for the shooting out of nowhere. There's just not a lot of answers for this individual case. Mischief Akasur. Mischief Castle! You know, like the channel JCS that did, like, the police investigation videos or, like, the interrogation videos? Yep. Where he's like, oh, the kid's feeling this or whatever, like, um, the breakdowns of the interrogations. There was one case I was listening to last night or the night prior, because I just got back on a binge of watching those videos again. Mm-hmm. There was this um, Asian kid that was adopted to this family. He was, he didn't show any signs of violent anything whatsoever. He was maybe a little bit slightly autistic or like maybe antisocial disorder mm-hmm. in some angle, but like for the most part, normal. In the interview, he uh they keep asking him like why did you kill your sister? His plan supposedly was um it was a couple days before a week before Christmas and him and his sister and his mom bought his dad a gun. Okay. A handgun. And they wrapped it up and they hid it under his bed, under uh, the kid's bed. The and, kid's bed? Yeah, the kid's bed. Okay. Because they wanted to bring it out on Christmas morning. So um, they had it there. It was hidden. And for whatever reason, he just got up, took it out, unboxed it, loaded it, walked up, shot his sister, went to the parents' room, and went to shoot them, jammed up. Actually, no, what happened? He wasted every bullet. On his sister? On his sister. And he tried to reload, but... I think what happened is he was nervous, I guess, and uh, took out the mag and replaced it with the same empty mag. And when he pointed at his parents, it was still empty. Now, the motive, there was they could not find one. And when they interrogate him, he's like, I don't know why I did it. No idea. That's what he still claims to this day. Mm-hmm. He's like, it just, I'd never thought about it. I wasn't angry. I was happy. Like, we had, we just went on a trip together. No, like, no abuse, nothing in the family. Just... Started doing it. He just loaded it and just proceeded to do it robotically and just did it. And then his parents described it as he was just completely out of it. Just doing it. Just shooting. Trying to shoot. Uh, Some people just snap. 
tempor- uh, temporarily disassociate entirely. Oh yeah. He told uh, the investigator that he basically f- viewed it as he was watching a movie in his head, like he was watching through his eyes, not being there for it. Yeah. Those things can happen. Yeah. But like for such an, but that's like in the moment sort of thing. I feel like. I, like the guy. That's not something the, you plan out. It's just like plan you have thing, access yeah. to the resources yeah. and just go do it. Is the resources and the mental state combined probably comes out with that. That that that's terrifying. That seems like it's like I don't know. I don't know anything about that case, but I I link you the thing. It's fucking fascinating. It's really like sad to look back. Oh on. yeah, of course. Those things um, are always I spoiled so it for tragic. Coming into it, I'm like, what led him to do this? And mm. it's like, fuck. They do. His parents still love him. Yeah. They're like, they want him released. Knowing that he has no answer for why yeah. any of it happened, or it's like fully inconclusive, honestly makes reading some of that shit a bit more interesting for me. As each individual piece, I could put a theory together, and then knowing that it'll lead nowhere, it's, it just makes me crave another piece. So yeah. I get a different type of entertainment value out of that. That thing, those channels are fascinating to me. Cause, um, the full dissociation things, I always wonder about like... Um, I've, had, I've had disassociative states. I disassociate like when I go to work a lot. I enter this like full robot mode where I'm kind of just in the flow of things. And I feel like when I start thinking about stuff in my own little world, if somebody just handed me something, I would probably just carry it and bring it to a place without thinking about what it is I'm carrying. Um, I understand that those things do exist and, and can happen to anybody. But I always wonder with like fucking uh, classified government military testing on like psionic weaponry and and bullshit and with the effects that like our phones can have on our heads back remember like back when cell phones like smartphones were first a thing they're like the radiation's gonna get you you can't be holding it up to your head anymore obviously those were scare tactics back at the time but if there's literally any validity to that then it's weaponizable and if it's weaponizable then for like the first 40 years of its existence people in the in the know or outside of like the military are just not going to know about it. And MK Ultra is already a thing that happened. So if there's a MK new Ultra. type of fucking testing people are doing that. with products I love that on MK the Ultra existed. That's MK Ultra was real and the government was never like, no, no, yeah. we definitely didn't do that. They're like, yeah, MK we just want to see what happens if we give a kid acid until he breaks. Operation Midnight. Oh, those oh, things. Oh, high jump. Blue beam. Oh, my oh God. My all God. Of those are so much fun because they're real. It's yeah. not like, oh, these are like, and like, oh, man. Um, who's the Unabomber? What's his name? Ted Kaczynski. Ted Kaczynski, baby. He was part of the studies. They transed him. He transed him. He was part of the he acid resi- uh, mind re- control Yeah, study. he resisted the, the transing. Oh, uh, they to did it for a while. And he was already kind of neurodivergent from what his family said. Um, another person, Charles Manson. He was part of the program, MKUltra. Mm-hmm. He was part of that, or uh, Operation Midnight. He was also part of that. Um, and one other guy, doesn't matter, but like, those things they tried. I don't think phone. The most that phones can do is the information that we see. If it's curated per person, it could nudge a person to see certain yeah. things. I don't. There's no because all your phones emitting is microwaves. No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not trying to present some yeah. kind of different theory about like yeah that kid was fucking influenced by a self. No, nah, I don't care about that. Um, I think, but just a lot of this stuff comes together in a way that's similarly interesting between cases and examples. Um, did I ever tell you about the uh, the radiation sleep test? No, I don't there think was so. a there was a I forgot which university did it, but there was a by an accredited university, an independent study, um, took a group of people and a control group, 
obviously. That's how his study was, studies work. Um, yeah. They took a group of people. No control group. We just <laughs> took a bunch of people. <laughs> they took a bunch of people. Yeah. Um, and then they had them write out like a contact sheet or like a, a list of people that were very close to them who like lived in the same area or something. Okay. Unbeknownst to these people who wrote out these these lists of people, they brought out somebody from that list to the experiment. And these people did not know each other were part of the same experiment. So they have the group A go to sleep one day and they're start they're measuring for like gamma rays or some other type of like very noticeable measurable radiation. Not, that's not harmful, but um, it's just, I don't know, useful data. And uh, control group, they had them go to sleep with nobody, no extra other group of people. Yeah. And then the, the, the B category, the other people from the list of the first group, they said, we want you to think about like your favorite memory or very positively about this specific person. Um, and they were f- the people who were sleeping and they noticed that like when somebody close to you is thinking like happy thoughts or like wishing well, or thinking back to their best memory of you while you're sleeping, your gamma rays or whatever they're measuring spike consistently. And then they run it against the control group and it's seemingly like the control group is no correlation. It's random, but all of like five or 10 of these people in this experiment group consistently are spiking and then they ran that same experiment like two or three more times and it was just proven consistent and i don't know what to make of that i don't know what the point of what they were looking for is or if it proves anything at all but it's just an interesting like there's a weird there's something immeasurable about like human existence or like how we interact with the world that kind of defies how that be communicated uh, exactly that's one thing yeah. like if I'm taking the study at complete face value because I could easily be like alright so how big was the sample size was it rechecked did other universities check it but at face value how is that being communicated is it the weirdness that consciousness is that we still don't fully understand is there some fucking ether of some sort that we all live in that are tapped in and our consciousness pokes out of it that we see as us um that that's that that shit's bizarre. Um very metaphysical at that point. There's no there's nothing you can measure there. How would you measure uh, that communication? Yeah, exactly. I don't out? I don't have an answer. I'm not proposing that this leads anywhere, but saying like the um dissociating makes me think of like invisible forces and sort of stuff and that invisible forces leads me to think about that experiment and then I kind of hit a dead end. I think but like these things kind of all railroad off of each other for me. I've I've only dissociated heavily like a few times. Um weed makes me really disassociative. Um but when uh like if we eliminate drugs, it's probably like a really really stressful moment where like a lot of stress is piling up and then it like something interpersonally, then anxiety and all these things start doing it like fucking piss me off and stress me out don't know what to do my brain snaps it's almost like its own internal safety mechanism i disassociate fully nothing's real anymore i'm watching life now it's like uh just taking a back seat in my own brain for a while my main consciousness i'm just letting my subconscious even though i'm still conscious 
take the front, they take the wheel. You're going on autopilot, yeah. And I'm just watching it, and there's no feeling about anything that I'm watching anymore. All the feeling, like any judgment, any feeling about like, oh, this could be seen as this, is gone. So in those states, I can imagine that somebody could be very impulsive and do awful things if it gets extreme. To, because you don't feel anything about anything. Nothing's real. No. Like, there's no consequence because consequence doesn't mean a thing because it's not a real thing. Those, those things are mind-fucky. Um, the, I remember um, slight... Actually, not slight. Pretty... Like, it's a slight segue according like to the study thing. I remember uh, seeing the study of um, where they had people in a room and they had a bunch of cameras that could detect infrared and different changes in heat and they had... Um, um, what's that one camera that just checks for air pressures, whatever? doesn't matter. They had a bunch of different sensors watching two people in a room. All they mm. did is sit, don't talk. Yep. Just they sit in a room, two chairs, and they look at each other. Um, male, female, usually. I think that's that was the study. Uh, mm. They did some male, male, but no, they didn't do any. They just said male, female. And they just looked for pheromone release. That's Ooh. all they did. And in silence, no words, nothing. They could even turn away from each other. They did the same study. Um, and oftentimes, it was no, they would interview the per- people after. And then uh, the people that both released pheromones at the same time, they interviewed those after. And they were like, yo. After post-interview, they made each other rate each other. Or they maybe they talked to each other after in a group. I forgot. What, I think they just wrote it on paper. Which contestant? Contestant. Which uh, Contestant. It was for a game show. No, it wasn't a game show. It was a... Like a Try not to get horny, and if yeah. you succeed, you win $45,000. And it was like, hey, which person did you like the most? And it all lined up perfectly with all the pheromone releases. Like, without you knowing. Yeah. Like, you you could enter a room, be back-to-back with a person, not see them whatsoever, and start falling for a person you have not seen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the scenarios where, like, a guy and a girl would enter a room, not see each other, just sit in a room for, like, five minutes, walk out, and they'd rate each other higher. Like, high on the board, no matter what. There's a pretty... That was bizarre. Yeah. Like, where does that release even come from? And how is that How is that release interpreted and communicated yeah. in a measurable way between people? Just there was another, there was another one. Um, this one was a bit more direct. They had, like... Um, they kind of did it as, like, a dating app experiment, almost. But it was still, like, a scientific thing. They had... Oh, nice job, dude. Good thing that's, like, empty. <laughs> they had, uh, they had like, five people like five I, I don't know sexually compatible people like male female so 10 total and they had each of them like sleep in a shirt for like three days in a row and then they put that shirt in a bag like a plastic bag and then they just sealed it airtight so that it just traps everything all the smell and the odors and the pheromones into the the fibers of the shirts and then they had the other group. So like they did it for the men and they had the women come in one at a time, open up all the bags and just take the shirt out and smell them. And then whichever one they're like, Ooh, I really like that. They just matched them up. And then they did that for all five. And it went, it had like a, how was the success rate of that relationship <laughs> among continued studies? Yeah. He's a hundred percent for the first study. And they repeat. Okay, repeat. They repeated That's it like five more, more times, and it had like a ninety-three percent success rate. 
There's but been, that speaks yeah. that speaks to the same thing with the true. previous experiment yeah, about the pheromones and the infrared. And they it's didn't just, do the keep like the keep up because those people I don't think most of them even talked after. It was all on paper and like they just had one session. Yeah. That would have been the perfect dating study. That'd be interesting. Um because I've met people where I've slept with them and like they look they look really hot. It's just I'm with them and I'm like, I just get the sense, I'm like, this ain't it. This is wrong. Or like just their smell is not it. Like it's whatever. It's they don't smell bad, but it's just not it. So that definitely plays in heavily. Yeah. Alright, what the fuck were we on? Oh, um <laughs> We got onto dating theory through smell. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, so so pheromones weird. pheromones and personal relation, and you said like you can sleep with people and they're like, You look beautiful, but there's just nothing compatible in you yeah i feel like i'm not truly connected and i feel like a lot of people feel that oh yeah no yeah. but like but not a lot of people understand like where like fucking bullshit spiral dynamics come into it about like personality types spiral dynamics what because you can well okay what is spiral i'll dynamics? explain it in a second but basically like there's a bunch of there's a type of um there's personality dynamics that relate to each other in like a spring or like coil like loop okay i guess so as you as you look at different types of personalities, they're kind of like lateral to two other personalities in a circle almost. So okay. if you're like if you're across from each other, there's nothing there's nothing there connected. So somebody you can see somebody beautiful laterally, yeah. but then there's just nothing connecting at all. So um so I was looking that whole time for like the Ken Wilber models and um the first one is a uh, like a little four quadrant, a little four quadrant thing. It's um, so the before we get, how much do you believe in this model? I want to. I find that. it interesting. I think it. I think it points to a lot of things that are objectively true. I don't know if it's the model to go off of for personality types, but I like hearing about it and taking it with a grain of salt. Um, do you think it's closer to like the DSM five or like a sh- male astrology? <laughs> like, I think it's. I don't know. I guess psychology kind of is male astrology, just in general. <laughs> I mean, it's based in. Do, when you say, are you talking about like the Myers Briggs? When you say DSM five, because the DSM five is just a categorization of mental illnesses. Yeah, it's just like yeah, it's just the book of like how you diagnose and. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about mental illness. I'm just talking about well, personality no, I'm just, types. It's, it. I mean, it doesn't cover only mental illness. It call it covers personality. In general. It's oh, a, really? It's a big old book, yeah. Oh, right, It's a mind. fucking good read. Well, I read it online. I kind of want to own it. It's expensive. <laughs> I would like court. for it to be mine. I want my own. Anyway. Um, so I can manipulate. So the, fir- the first, uh, it's like a four-quadrant thing, and the, the y-axis from bottom to top is collective to individual, and then the x-axis from left to right is interior to exterior. So it just measures your, like um, what your thought process is. And like where that would place your personality among the quadrants. Okay. So that like the interior is like I, subjective. So interior individual is like subjective thoughts, emotions, memories, state of mind, perceptions, and immediate sensations. It's like if your first thought is about you, yourself, and how things relate to yourself, no matter what's around you, you kind of get placed into that one. And then like um, So me, so me. So Alex. Ex- so Alexei. <laughs> exterior individual is objective or it. So, like, your material body, um, visible and measurable behavior, and competences and skills. So, you're still yourself, but, like, what is physically happening more than, like, caring about what's going on in your own mental state. And then okay. um, 
Interior collective is we, or like an in-group, or intersubjective. So shared values, meanings, language, relationships, and cultural background. And then exterior collective is uh, its, or inter-objective. So systems, networks, technology, government, and the natural environment. Everything as an out-group, being considered yeah. as an in-group. You just leveled all the things I care about in order. <laughs> and how they stack up. Well, okay, so like, so, so you're, if you're an interior individual yeah, yeah. you're going on a I'll high you can't really have an argument about anything of value or form a relationship um of value at all with like an exterior collective person because it's not really about your like spoken values and what you will try to participate in your thought process will just take you in such a different direction in general that you can't really find a middle ground because like so if you're in the top left corner the top right corner and the bottom left corner are directly connected to you. You can see eye to eye, even if you don't agree. But the one that's like laterally across from you, just nothing. Um, There's just nothing there in general. Yeah, and I think like yeah. that's not communicated by pheromones because thought process and mindset don't really have anything to do with like compatibility. I, th I think physically or like person personability. I think pheromones might overstep it. Overstep it because it might convince you. It might. Man I think pheromones will manipulate you into changing or suppressing parts of yourself. Oh, because there's oftentimes where I'm like, I've met a girl and I'm like, I don't really care about hiding any factor of myself because I don't feel sensation or even the s smell. I guess the pheromones. If we're going down that way, it feels <laughs> weird talking about it like that. It's like, uh, it's, yeah, it's a strange thing to say, right? Um, yeah, and it's like I just don't feel like conforming whatsoever. And there's other people I've met. Where it's like, what were you looking at? Uh, huh? I thought you were looking at something. And there's other people um, I've met where I'm like, I feel this out of nowhere with this person. What the fuck is this? Where I'll just temper all of my perspectives just for that. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't feel like tempering. It just feels like uh, a compromise for a better thing for me because I'm always self-centered. Yeah. But, and I always justify that way. Interior, for other people, interior no, individual, yeah. dude. You're so rocking think, that eye and eye. Yeah, constantly. I mean, I have to manipulate the exterior to maintain the interior mm -hmm. so i have to communicate within the exterior constantly i'm big um, i'm interior collective i think yeah i not the same as you but lateral to it interior collective what am i what in you're that, in, in that graph your interior individual top left yeah. corner so you care you're about your interior so interior self and on an individual level yeah. i care about interior self on an in-group level yeah. So, like, my circle and my family and stuff is I, me. I like being me and surrounding myself with a collective. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's a very different thing. Yeah, it's a very different graph. <laughs> <laughs> One's probably more socially acceptable mm. to talk about. I'll let the audience vote. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting stuff. Weird rabbit hole we went down. A weird rabbit hole. Um, where are you at? What's going on in Baldur's Gate? I am... All right, so... Last time we, we talked on the show yep. about it, I was like, I don't even remember what I, I didn't do anything really. You, were, you just got to the front gates of like the goblin camp. Oh, yeah. And yeah, you yeah. mowed down a bunch of people up front. Yeah, or so I'm, I mowed those motherfuckers down. Did you get inside yet? Is that my question? No, because then we talked privately and I went back to the um. Are we doing to the, the grove. private version of this? Huh? Okay. Yeah. I, went, I went back to the grove and then I told you all that stuff in the car about like all the shit I did and how I yeah, felt. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I only played for like two hours, but I went from the grove, found the kid in the hole, and the little like um, 
the bandit tieflings or whatever. That it's it's just like a mini shop basically. So it's useless to me. Booked it, left. Um, went back when I went to in the camp in the morning where I saved last time we talked. Yeah, and Shadowheart. Shadowheart was like, "Hey, do you want to like sneak away for a second? You want a sex? Yeah. So I was sex? I loaded in the camp, and I walked. I started another conversation with her, and I said the same thing. I was like, "I, I don't think we've spent a lot of time like just you and I." And she goes, "Oh, I know a spot." And I'm like, "I'll lead the way." And she's like, "No, not right now." <laughs> Because it was more, no? it was morning. It was morning. Oh no! So she extended the invitation, and then uh, even though, like, when you say no, she's like, "Oh, fooey, you're you. Oh, fiddlesticks, you're ruining my fun." She says no if you do it in the morning. So I went out. Um, I did everything, and then I went to the um, the owl bear cave because I I was gonna walk my ass all the way back to the goblin camp. So and then start did that. that. Okay. I did the owlbear cave, Ooh. and it was... Was it hard? It was surprising. So here is my experience with the owlbear cave. Yeah. I walk in, and I group stealth, I group crouch, yeah. and I'm just going as slowly as I can, picking up every angle of everything. I'm trying to snoop the into sleep. You said you like the cub was asleep when you went in there. Yeah. Um, I went in there with a different circumstance. It so. was not asleep when I went in there. Okay, different time. Well, you probably went in way later, too. I did. But, so I go in there, I start looking around, I come to this little fork in the road from the entrance of the cave, and I look yeah. left, and I see all this loot and a statue of one of these gods or whatever. Um, Shara, no, not Shara, Shar is Shadowheart's god. Yeah. Serena or whatever, whatever yeah. the sister god to her. Um, that comes I look, play. I way. look, I see a bunch of lootable shit and I'm like I can I have the capability to just jump down there and take all that yeah. and I'm not seeing any sight cones but I'm not seeing a way to climb back up from where I am so if I jump down there and it's a trap I'm fucked so I went around the other way instead and I walked directly into the owlbear now yeah I was about to say yeah. I the other way is it's it's just walking around by the way you could have yeah. just climbed down Oh, really? There's a rock wall right there. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well. <laughs> All right, well, anyway. It just didn't, your mouse didn't hover over it. It just didn't hover part. over it, no. Oh, no. So, oh, no. <laughs> so I walked up. The owlbear is just skulking around. Yeah. I'm seeing its sight cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hide behind a little pillar. And um, I'm playing as my rogue guy. Yeah, of course. So I click on opportunity attack or uh, a sneak attack with my bow because I'm at range. So I'll have an advantage on it. I hover over its health. It's damaged and threatened, or like um, whatever that. It's like feeling endangered. It's only got like seventy-five of eighty-one health. Those people from the outside took a chunk off of it before yeah. I could even get there. So I'm like, oh shit! If I engage combat with it on an advantage roll and I hit it twice, I'm gonna knock it down to like half health. This is my your guy. first boss fight, really, isn't it? I have my me and my whole group hide behind this pillar. Yeah, this little rock. And, I think um, I know exactly where you are, yeah. And I'm aiming at it, and I click on sneak attack, and it says, can't have disadvantage against this creature. I'm like, what? No. So I click out of it. I walk like two steps to the right. Click it again, line it up. It says, sight path blocked. Oh, no. I am pissed at this point. I forget to to left or to right-click on my guy out of it. So I'm going to take like two steps to the right because the thing's facing away. It's not looking at me. Yeah. And I'm just going to shoot it from there. 
um, as soon as I'm out of cover. Just regular shoot? Nope. Gale decides to step in my way, and oh. I end up clicking on him, and I shoot Gale for half of his <laughs> health. <laughs> and then the noise he makes, that. he goes, ah! And it makes a noise, and the owlbear immediately, like, it... It doesn't even do an animation to turn around. The model just flips and looks at me. And then as soon as it's in sight cone, autosave, load a cutscene. I'm like, oh, There's geez. a cutscene? There's a cutscene. It comes up to me. It goes, rah! And the narrator goes, you finally see it in the mythical owl bear. And we start talking. And I get a couple, I get a couple options. I get um, animal handling. I get um, performance for back up and say you're not a threat. Um, I get a different performance for puff your chest and roar at it. And I get one for ready your ready your weapons, and it would just start combat. Holy shit! So I pick. What if you had animal speak at the time? I wonder if it would. My animal speak wore off because I went to camp. Yeah, fuck. Um, I wonder what that in, would be. In like. its treasure pile, by the way, is a potion of animal speaking. So if it I is. did take that, I think that's why it was there. So that you, you could, could talk to it, you could and then easily climb down and come back up. Yeah. <laughs> well, I didn't have that. <laughs> So what happens here is oh, no. I, uh, I, I, I click performance for puff my chest and roar, throw some guidance yeah. on it. Don't have friends cause it's things hostile at me. DC's like 15. I somehow succeeded with like a 17 or an 18 and it just backs up and it just walks away. And I'm like, Oh shit. That's awesome. Oh, I'm going to start walking around and exploring this cave now that oh, I you don't just have an enemy. It I just diffused it. You? Now, yeah, I diffuse it and it just stops bothering me. It just goes over to its cub. They just start cuddling up and, and I'm like, I start exploring. To the right of the little rock I was behind, right and forward a little bit, is um, like a pile of bones or whatever. It's like something that yeah. some person that it ate. I didn't even click on that. I clicked near it because directly the path to it was like a pile of mud and I just didn't want to be like physically encumbered or whatever. Yeah. So I walk around. And then as soon as my guy faces this pile of bones, I didn't even highlight it to loot. It just starts combat. And the thing gets threatened that I'm going to try and take its stuff. So I'm like, all right, whatever. This this fight, surprisingly easy. So I got my guy. My guy, he's la epic. <laughs> I threw a shield on him, and yeah. he's proficient with a rapier. I swapped out my short sword for a rapier. Shocking grasp and a goblin bow. And... He fucking murks everybody. So I'm not scared of combat anymore. Let's go. I I shoot the I shoot the owlbear. Second turn, it's Gale. Last turn, Shadowheart. Can't even heal him. Gale's coming into this with half health. I hope oh. he doesn't get targeted because he he's going to be down. Him. <laughs> I, I snuck attacked my guy next to him. <laughs> <laughs> um, that is... Insane surprise. <laughs> you had the element of surprise on your friend. It's called that's called betrayal, is what that's called. <laughs> that's, we're sneaking imagine me and you are sneaking up on something and, and then you just stab me. And I just fucking I shoot you with a gun <laughs> right there. Not not like lethally, I just shoot you in the leg and you're like, what the fuck? And somehow you still follow me uh -huh. to battle after that. All my guys are to the right, we're hugging this wall. Yeah, yeah. My guy, I think he shoots. Yeah, he shoots. He shoots the owlbear. Only the only the mom. Only the big the big mama. So I have Gale. I'm like fuck, dude. I'm not gonna try to attack this thing because I don't want to aggro it. I expand the the spell sheet. I don't. Re I didn't realize he had fog bank. So I click fog bank, and now this thing's blinded. Oh, let's go, dude. Let's fucking go. Now you have opportunity on it. I have opportunity on it. Or is it advantage? 
it's a, it's opportunity if you're sneak attacking if you're a rogue. Okay. So, so my my guy would. Yeah, you could get a sneak attack. But that, yeah. who needs that? I'm just gonna yeah. fucking send Carlac into a rage and run her ass in Dude, there. Sneak attacks. Oh. I I send Carlac in. She puts a walloping double swing on this thing, knocks it down to like ten health. The cub, it's the cub's turn before the mom. This thing runs up and just flicks Gale and he falls down. Uh, for some reason, he's downed. His concentration does not break on the fog bank. No shit. So I just get to keep it. It's awesome. He got downed and kept it. Holy yeah. God. I wonder where that roll was because it doesn't show you the No, like, it doesn't show yeah. you. So then Shadowheart runs up, helps him, heals him. That roll was back in the fucking front. 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then the owlbear does what I... I kn- Listen, so I know Baldur's Gate 3 is a video game. Yeah. I'm going to describe what the owlbear did as video game bullshit. Because it took it took movement and action and a bonus action and moved, swiped Carlac and then moved, yeah. and then jumped on all three of my guys outside of the fog bank and flattened them like Snorlax. Yeah. And then Gale falls again, and the fog bank goes down. <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. It's so sick. That's but now this thing is now this thing like my guys got out from under it, but we're all on opposite. Uh, like we're all surrounding <laughs> yeah. it, so it's my it again. Yeah, my guy gets a sne- free sneak attack for being behind it, and he survived the jump. So take this thing down to like two two HP, and now. Uh, I, I don't remember what I think I needed to I needed to move Carlac out. I lost control of her for some reason. I needed to move her out because she was in the mud and in the fog bank at the same time. So she just like fuck. I'm not doing anything right now. Lost her turn. Couldn't get back over to the owl bear. Had to pick up Gale again with Shadowheart, and then I just ran Gale behind me and cast Witch Armor or something or Mage Armor. And then uh, the cub runs away. And the owlbear's turn again. She just takes another fucking bullshit swipe at me. Misses, luckily. Jumps on Carlac again. And by the way, the animation for the bugbear jump, or the owlbear jump, is fucking silly. Yeah. It's stupid. It just puts its limbs out, and then the the model just goes up and down. (laughs) Yeah. It's not amazing. It's It's not amazing. It's like if you have figurines and you're just... Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got a little charm to it, because I have done... Shit like that with figurines but in like, the D and D tabletop game. It only sticks game. out because the rest of the game is really high quality. It's really good. Yeah, yeah that's like uh, it's the like, low. Well, it is like the first boss fight, and it's like the lowest fucking quality thing. Well, I've I feel seen. like the first boss fight should be. It's not like a real boss. It's optional. No. It's not like a story boss. It's supposed to be your first time fighting boss. Yeah, they kind of lo- level it that way. Uh, I run to. Yeah. Okay. Carlac runs up, slaps it, takes its last hit points. It doesn't just end the combat. If the mother dies and the cub doesn't, it triggers this little cutscene. I don't know if you got that or if you just killed the kid. Did you just kill the kid? I was about to talk to you about that. I killed the kid the first time. Oh, okay. He was the first to die. Oh, right. Uh, on my dark urge, I let the kid live. Oh, and I let the kid live, too. And, and you it know starts it eating its mother. And then the dark urge is like... I'm just confused. Dark urge is standing there being like... Mm, I could also eat the mother. Mm, I could eat you as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that scene was insane. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like, you kill the mother, and then the little cub walks over, and it's like, oh, it's going to be really sad. And then he just starts eating his <laughs> own mother. <laughs> does not give a fuck. There's no. no emotion about it. 
Everybody approved of me letting it live too, which I got like full did full you, likes did out you of it. Tame it. No, I did not tame it. You can. You can tame it. Yeah. Well, well I already have the dog in the camp, so yeah. I don't need that. You could tame it as um, animal speak, and you could bring it to battle in the future. Uh, don't go back, resave. Don't no, do I'm it. not. It's not worth Just it. Just carry on. Yeah. Uh, did but, you get the? Did, did you save the dog and bring it to your camp? Of course. Yeah. Did you take its ball? Yeah. Did you know that its ball gives you the find familiar spell? No. I had Carl Carlac has animal speak, so I just used her in camp to go talk to the dog, and she took its ball, and then I scroll through a little bit to the right. Now it's find familiar, Sparky, or whatever the dog's name is, Scratch. You could bring him into battle? And the description says find best, or like summon best boy. Aww. Like it's the fucking meme description. Oh. Yeah, if you, have its, if you have his ball in your inventory, you can use it. You can use it to summon him as a familiar. I'm not going to lie. I took the ball, and now anytime I visit camp, I have the ball. You I, throw the ball. I throw it yeah, every nice. time. I'm like, oh, I'm like, and then he runs up. He so brings excited. it back to me, yeah. I'm like, the dog's awesome. I but love the, the dog. He's my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> the Owlbear Cave had some pretty sick loot. I upgraded my armor, yeah. mine and Shadowheart's armor. From just she's the best girl. Cause you're the best boy, and you're the best guy. Yeah, just the loot from that cave. And then I went around... To oh you talked to me about this earlier, and um, I I loot the room, go back around the waterfall, jump across the thing, get to the enchanted box. That the you one I was talking about, yeah. Starts fucking knocking my guy's ass around. I try to, I just try to, I try to just inspect it with Gale. Twenty damage. He's down to one health. Try to inspect it with my guy. Eleven radiant damage. I'm half health. What the fuck is going on? So I take all the other bullshit around here. Did we- you open it? Yep. How? How? How did you open it? You would like to know how to open it? Yep. On the um, other side of that little creek. You have to jump across the creek. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Yeah, you jump across and you go behind it. And behind it is a like a book with like a religious text of this god. It would like to, uh, telling the story between her and Char, uh, yeah. Shadowheart's lady. Char. And when you read it, Everybody in your um, everybody in your party will do, I think it's a perception or an insight check or something. And then to the left is a piece of paper which has a prayer sheet ripped out of that book. If you take the prayer sheet and you jump back across and you open your inventory and read it, it despawns the magic seal from the box. Fucking way. But I have to warn you. Okay. When you open, when you click to open the box, Shadowheart will get in your way and say, no, this is some bullshit from this god nobody should listen to. And if you try to open it, it's probably a curse. So fuck you. Don't do it. And she does the eyebrows and she's really angry. Does she do the head tilt? She does. It's She gets really angry at you. Her head tilt breaks me every time. There's some good stuff in that box. It's a good box. Did you not take any of it? I took it all. Okay. And Shadowheart was mad. Yeah. She was mad. Uh, but it was not a trap. And now we, we all just left. And then I... Did it say Shadowheart disapproves? It says Shadowheart disapproves. Yeah. I started walking towards... Um, I love that this game like allows those moments. It's not like, oh, you're just locked out of a relationship with this person. It's just like, there's so many things that... Down the line, like in Act Three, where Shadowheart uh, looks back at the things she disapproved with you on, and it's like, "Oh fuck, that was dumb." 
No, she's like, no, I'm glad that you did that. Because mm-hmm. that was really cool. Hey. You good. Yeah, I, I mean... Um, There's a lot of those moments, because like, usually in every other... Like game, it's like, oh, if it's there's a disapproval, it's like it's a complete negative. Yeah, it's so over. I okay, so I walked. The last thing I have to do, yeah. the last one before I checked everything, I went and I I circled back on everything in the o- intro before I do the goblin camp because that's the last thing I have to do. I'm a little bit better at combat now. I'm well prepared. I'm gonna try and fight the guys that Carlac wants to hunt. But before in I go that, toll house, yeah, in the toll house, because I have, I have the spawn point or the the uh, right to the goblin camp through there, and I already killed the people at the front gate, so I can just walk right in. Um, yeah, definitely plan for it heavily. I have some explosive barrels in Carlac's inventory. Okay, I'm on the roof right now. Um, oh, that's gonna, where you left off. That's where I left off. Okay. Before I did that, I um, I, I wasted all my spell slots with uh with everybody on the Alabear fight. So well, you got to do the long rest. I long rested. Yeah. And then uh, me and Carlock went on a cute little date that Ooh. night, and uh, we shared just a kiss, and that's it. Because I'm not pushy. Well, good thing I'm very uh, subtle. Good thing Shadowheart is Polly, so it's fine. Oh, I don't care for that. Um, There's one thing I learned about her. Where I'm like, Ooh. I come out of you the. Learn that too as well. That's gonna be. Uh, I wonder. Uh, that's gonna be a test. Act two, uh, midway through. <laughs> it almost it rhymes. I come out of the camp. And then Shadowheart's like, I want to tell you everything about me and Char and the things that I want to do in my dark, Did just, you have a my dark justussy. Uh, no, oh, she just tells okay. me about herself. And the, <laughs> I, I'm like, I'm interested. I like the little lore tidbits while it's, while she's telling me this. It keeps prompting me to use all of the dialogue options, and it's just picking them off one by one. And I'm getting a little bit worried because there's no leave option or like end conversation. The last one is just like. Well, that was a whole load of nothing. Thanks for telling me that bullshit I didn't care about. <laughs> I hate those options. Like, and, and I was getting I was getting scared because I like I had like five lines of dialogue with her, and then it's getting down to the last two, and I'm like, don't fucking the it's down to that one and thanks for sharing. <laughs> so I picked thanks for sharing, and I'm like, please be the end. And luckily it was. I yeah. was so scared it was gonna make me say the mean thing for no reason because I didn't pick something correctly. <laughs> If after all that, you just said, wow, well, that was a whole lot of nothing. Fucking, I mean, oh man, I'm real hungry for that nothing burger you just fed me, dude, because that was nothing. Shadowheart, you wasting my fucking time. <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to do the, I'm going to fight the paladins. I think I know the exact dialogue. I had the same feelings as well, yeah. I'm going to fight the paladins, and then I'm going to finally go to the goblin camp, and then that's uh, that's where I'm going to be invested for the next week, probably. I love how you have, uh, you've had like an entire campaign's worth. In, in just the grove. In just the. Grove and just Act One. It's so big. It's so big. I've it's done twelve hours of gameplay of just that. Now this might be a negative. This might be a positive. Act One, very open, very amazing, and it has a lot of hours. Uh, Act Two just double that. Oh, awesome! So, and double the outcomes as well. Oh, sick! So I just don't. I'll just have to drop the game because I don't have that much time in my life. I think you will have to just follow your character's motives. Strictly, not explore everything. I'm hoping that the second, the fucking, um, the second, yep, video games are over for next year. We're fucking cutting production on all the big releases, and also Unity is killing games. So, uh, take what you got. I'm like, thank the Lord, I can finally put 3,000 hours into this and not worry about other games. Right now, I'm split between Baldur's Gate, um, 
Star Citizen, Star Citizen. I mean, Starfield. Don't like Starfield whatsoever. Hate that game. Boring. Gay. Uh, and um, Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty. Very good. How awesome, is that? Epic. Very good. I heard they fixed everything in that uh, game. The, like even the, even aside from Phantom. Aside Liberty. from the DLC, it's just it's, it's, it runs now. Yeah, it's the game that I wanted this when it came out. Full of bugs. Sure. Um, I've played like well, I've played Daisy when it came out. Oh, when Daisy came out, it was awful. So like my filter for bugs is like I don't care. I'll just save often and reload mm-hmm. constantly. So I don't care. The story of that game made me sob in my room. <laughs> It broke me. Um, so, like, I will always see Cyberpunk 2077 as my probably top three game ever. Mm. So now that it reaches full potential, now normal people could play it. I'm really happy for that. There's a, re- a lot of cool mechanics now. Now that the cyberware actually means a thing, you could go, like, Cyber Psycho. Uh, they call it edge running. No, that's not. Those are different things. Yeah. Those are different things. They call it like uh, when you're getting close to reaching your full like mental break point, that's when you're edge running. Oh, yeah, because you yeah, yeah, tip like, it. Like, like uh, David from Edge Runners. Yeah, you're he was on reaching a nice edge, yeah. So depending on how many upgrades. And they expanded those slots. Really good. Um, that game, fucking love it. Uh, Phantom Liberty is, I'm looking at it. I'm kind of coming to the conclusion of the, game, of the DLC already. It's probably seven hours long. Not big. 20 bucks. Not an insane charge. Um, So it's not like Blood and Wine from uh, Witcher. Yeah. That was another fucking. Jesus. That's another 40 hours. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. So that's. I'm going to spend that in in it. I'm still not finished with it. I want to do everything in it. Not like Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate is also taking up my time, but I paused on it because I don't want to finish it. <laughs> Have you ever had a game where you're like, you I, just, I just don't end. want it to end. I don't want it to end. Because as soon as it ends, I'm done with the game. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to think about, I'll think about it, but I won't ever open it again. It's going to just stay on my desktop for a while until I delete it. Even though I know I could replay it. Maybe like three years from now I'll replay it. Yeah. So right now I'm still in Boulder's Gate. Starfield. I literally have a podcast open whenever I play Starfield and turn down the volume on Starfield to zero. I play it as a mute video game. You can, Yeah, I mean, Bethesda, it's a Bethesda game. Like, that genre of video games is now just called Bethesda, and it's not very good. I, like, literally listen to an entire four-hour-long podcast with uh, Windigoon on PKA. Mm-hmm. Starfield at zero. <laughs> just listening to them play. And, like, it was probably at 5%, so I could just hear the echoes of a loud explosion. <laughs> Fuck you, Todd. Um, It's just not good. No. It's just not good. <laughs> I don't. I keep thinking. I'm like, is it gonna be good? No. No, not at all. What happened? <laughs> and especially coming from fucking Baldur's Gate, like the characters don't give a fuck about what you say. Nothing matters. Everything's no. weightless. Everything's yeah. moving on the story. And in my brain, I'm like, why not? Do, why did you give me the options then? Just play the story that you want to tell me. What the fuck's the point? Hello. Nothing. All your choices mean dick all. You could say anything you want, and you'll get to the same ending of that. Oh yeah, line. oh always. Baldur's Gate, you will just kill thousands of people that you can never speak to again. <laughs> That's an option you'll have. Yeah. At the start of Act Two, depending on how you come into it, actually, because you can have four ways of entering Act Two. Yeah, because if I don't get the Growl Lady, if you I'm just... probably not gonna have a genocide run, am I? Uh, yeah, probably not, and. 
I don't know how it plays out. I'm super worried about her. I'm not even in the camp yet. I'm like, I want her in my party though, but I also don't want to fucking cause a war. But you don't want to do unlike unreasonable things. <laughs> it, I yeah, she's yeah. still with the absolute when you meet her, right? So it's gonna yeah. be pretty fucking unreasonable. Me knowing her full arc, I I just don't. I wonder. I wonder if you could win her over on your side. Without being pure evil. Because I did the pure evil and it easily wins her over. Um, I don't know. I think if You'll I cast... Tell me. My plan is to cast Disguise Self as a drow. And maybe like Sweet Song her a little bit. And then try and reel it back as things go on. Maybe try to charm her as well. Or yeah, like probably. make her a friend. Do all those things. If I cast Disguise Self and friends oh, on every interaction with her, I think I might be able to break the game in a way that's beneficial to me. Because I'm really interested. I want to have a woman party. I want to have her, Carlac, and uh, Shadowheart. And I know they all hate each other. <laughs> um, she's, uh, I think she's a fighter class. I don't have Lazelle, so I do need a fighter. Yeah. Um, so she gets a ton of extra bonus actions as well, I think. Yeah. And she has like really cool powers. Mm -hmm. She's in my party. I'm not going to spoil some of them. Some of them are just like character specific for her. I'm like, ooh. They might not be. They might just be higher level for anything. I've just never seen them for any other character pop up. So I'm like, ooh, this is sick. Yeah. This is... She's super useful. She's, like, as useful as, like, Shadowheart in combat with, like... Actually, for you, Act 1, she's not that useful. Maybe. But I even have Axe. You can, you can recruit her, Act 1? Um... I don't know. Well, well, I'll fucking find out, won't we? Yeah, you'll find Thanks out. Thanks for tuning in, ladies yeah. and gentlemen. See ya. Enjoy whatever the fuck this turns into.